Good morning, church. Good morning, city life. City lifers, friends, visitors, parents, guests, everyone, random YouTube watcher. So happy that you're here. I hope and I pray that you had a great, amazing, restful, Jesus-filled Christmas. We've been talking now for four weeks about building up, building up, building up this anticipation, this expectation of our Lord coming and in the crazy way that he did. We talked about it last week that he came in both power to shake up all the world and yet in humility so that we, most people didn't even notice that the Savior, the creator of everything came and was born, that he came in the lowest dirtiest place to say to everyone that you can never be too low, you can never be too broken, you can never be too dirty for Christ, that he came exactly for you. And so all of us are in that state before we know Christ. And it's through him that we have life and eternal life and we have, we gain everything. And so I pray that this Christmas, that you did the prep work before to be able to receive this grace of Christ coming. I pray that you were able to set aside time or in the day to praise him, to give him your adoration, to thank him for everything that he's done, how he's provided for you in this year, every year, your whole life. I pray that even everything that you did, festive, holiday, family, even that was all out of an expression of being thankful for Christ and that he was at the center of everything, that he wasn't just something you did for 10 minutes here, but that everything about that day was directed to him, was had him in heart. He was the motive. His love was the motive of everything that you did. And I pray that for every single day. But then we also get to these holidays, right? And it's a little bit elevated. But then we often get to this point where we're like, okay, a month went into this one day, now what? And let's start with this story. Early on in the, well, actually the first week of the pandemic, I, we had an oversight team meeting to kind of adjust how our whole church is running. And I remember, so we didn't meet the 15th, but the 22nd was supposed to be our major outreach day. And I still was like in La La Land. I did not know what we had really stepped into. And I was like, gosh, I think we can still do this outreach because we're outside and we can be distanced and everybody's like, Pedro, calm down. You don't know what is happening right now. Just take a, take a chill pill, take a breath. We're not going to do this. It's going to be okay. And I was like, no, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just calm down. And to me, it was just a reminder that I didn't know what we were stepping into. And so at the end of this year now, in the spirit of what we said during communion a few weeks ago about how God always calls his people to look back, to remember, to reflect before you move forward, I felt it extremely appropriate to do that today. For us first to, to pause, give a whole Sunday to pausing and reflecting. And so I don't even know if what we're doing today is a sermon I don't know if, you can, if it's traditionally called that, but today is all about reflection. Looking back at the year so that we don't rush into 2021 expecting everything to be better or expecting that when we flip the calendar, it's just gonna be okay and, and not work through or reflect some of the things that were exposed in us in this year. Some of our shortcomings, some of our temperaments, some of our expectations, 
some of our demands to God. And before we move forward, we have to look back to get some peace from the Lord so that we learn our lesson in 2021 is, is, another, is another year of growth, of learning new things, of growing mature spiritually and emotionally. And so today, today we're just going to take a breath. Christmas came and now it's behind us. And we have to focus, okay, Jesus didn't just come, but he came and he lived this life. And so what do we need to think about before we wrap this year so that we can enter 2021 in a healthy place, in a, a more resolved place? And so let's, let's look back even right now as a church, a little, just a little bit. Part of your assignment is to do this for yourself this week and before the new year. So as a society, 2020 as a society, with COVID-19, with all the death, with all the loss, with the loss of people's dreams and their businesses, the loss of life, the loss of family, the loss of being together. 2020 was a year where everyone globally experienced some similar loss. And I think that's what makes 2021 unique is that people all over the world are losing every day, but 2020 was a little bit more unique in that we suffered similar things. And then when George Floyd was murdered, it was like a, a spark plug that just blew up our society, really, in a way that had been building up, building up for hundreds and 400 years, generation after generation. And every once in a while, it explodes and it's exposed, but then it goes back down because it's more comfortable. And then it explodes again. And 2020 was a year of unrest, and we were just all already feeling so anxious. And then George Floyd, when we saw it, we saw this man pass away right before our eyes. And then it just blew up and some people stood up for justice and some people stood up to keep things the way they were or, or to say that, no, we, it, it's okay or we're not all the same. And all this hate that has always been here came to the surface and we saw it and we can't act like we didn't see it. Or even in politics this year. And I think one of the like lasting results from all of it is that we're all of us asking, can we ever go back to the way it was? Can we ever go back to civility? Does, like, does truth still really matter? One of the things I have disliked the most about 2020 is misinformation. Misinformation is a polite way of saying lying. And so are, do we really still believe in truth? Are we able to not go back? Because when do you ever really just want to go back, but we want to go forward in a healthy way? How, how is there a path going forward? that isn't just this escalating even more. So a lot of things happen in our society. And even 2020 on a personal scale, all of us, I think was a unique year because many of us lost. We lost jobs, people that we know, family members. I know a pastor here in Jersey City, he just did a funeral at a church in Newark because they in two weeks lost five members and one of them was their pastor. And so everyone, we're not that separated. If we haven't experienced loss, we're not that separated from someone who has. And so grieving and, and ex processing that this year is something unavoidable. We've all, I don't know if this is just me, but experiencing cabin fever, just feeling cooped up inside. I was, before all this, I was out every day running around, 
doing pastor things here and there, meeting people, and then all of a sudden I'm just inside, and I've come to love parts of it, but I, I still I kind of need to go out every once in a while. But I think one of the things that was unique is that we all um, stripped away the illusion of control a little bit, especially here in New York City area of determined ambitious people we want to go and do and do and the pace of life is so quick and then this happens and we all just feel a level of hmm I guess we didn't have control like we thought we would like we thought we did this illusion of control here we thought we could order everything and, and make every small detail go according to our will and for most of our lives honestly our group our church has been able to do that mostly at least with a lot of big things. But 2020 was a year of no escape. We were stripped and the things that we would normally, okay, I'll just go hang out with this person so I don't have to think about this. Or, man, I have a lot of unresolved things from my past. I'll go, I'll just make myself so busy at work so that I never have to process my life. But then 2020 comes and we're, we can't escape. We can't escape in the ways that we normally did. So some of us still find ways to do it. But then a lot of this unrest that we feel internally is because, oh, we can't get away, we can't escape. And even 2020 for City Life has been a year of a lot of change. We started the year off with a leadership change that would have been difficult in any season. And then in March, we're going virtual and we're trying to figure out, like, how do we still do church like this? Are we still a church? Are are we going to make it? Is everything going to be okay? The people that I'm always used to seeing, I don't see some of them. And so I wonder where they are. I want to reach out. Okay, I do. Sometimes you don't hear back. It's It's a lot of questions. And we've been through a lot. And so I think it's just so vitally important to, to pause for, for me to present this opportunity for us of no escape. Think back at this year and see how God has cared for us, how he has taken care of us. The questions that came up in this season, do you still have some of them? We need to process them before the season is over because then we won't learn anything or we won't trust in the Lord more. And so let's just let's read a portion of God's word and reflect for a moment. That's really the only assignment that we're doing today is reflect, reflecting on this year so that we can go forward into 2021 healthier, more grounded in our faith, more believing in Jesus, more committed to him, more devoted to him, with a little bit more answers to the questions we came into 2020 with. And so let me pray. We're going to be reading in John 21, the last chapter, the last verse of John, the Gospel of John. But before that, let me pray. Let me pray for this morning, for this reflection that the Holy Spirit would just cause us all to be able to be in a place where we can think about this year and let him resolve some of the things that are still up in the air. And so let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you for helping all of us get to the end of this year. You have been with every single one of us, not even just every day, but every moment, every breath that we have is is you giving it to us. And so, Lord, thank you for sustaining us, for helping us not just survive, but thrive and, and have happiness and be motivated and have our families, Lord, and grieve properly and and experience loss properly. Lord, help us to not just uh, assume that 
as time goes on, things will get better, but know that you help us get there. And so, Lord, I pray that we just experience your presence today and from today until the end of the year, the calendar year, that we process through so that we are being built up by you and one another. Lord, uh, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into our spaces, our hearts, our minds um, this past year and our story, Lord, um, so that you can help make sense of things that we can on our own. We love you. We praise you. We are in awe of you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're reading God's Word, the Gospel of John, chapter 21, the last verse, verse 25. One of the most beautiful, promising verses in all of Scripture. God's Word says this, now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Let me read that one more time. It's short enough. It's beautiful. Let, let me read it. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I love this. I, I love the way that they, John ends this gospel. Some people say that it was an editor putting together John's work to put this at the end because this is very common to writings of the day. But I, I want to draw three reflections on this. Three reflections of how this is just so promising to us. Remember, we, we've been celebrating Christmas, getting ready for Christmas Day. And then we, we get to Christmas and then the 26th to 27th now and Okay, what do we do now? What, how do we keep this going forward? And I, I believe that it, we need to reflect to close this year off right so we can step into 21, 2021 stronger and healthier. And so through here are three reflections. The first one being, don't assume you have Jesus all figured out. I love how John ends this because it just is a reminder to us we don't know the whole story. You know, Jesus was so great. He was so holy. He was so perfect. He was so, any word that you put into after that sentence, he was so much more than that. He was good. He, he was so much gooder than good. He was so much holier than you could imagine. We can't even get his whole story because everything he did was so great. And so we are never allowed to be in this place where we figure we, where we think, okay, I, I, by now, I've been a Christian for X amount of years. I have this kind of figured out. I know what to do. I know what I'm supposed to do so that God does this for me. No, don't. Jesus doesn't play games like that. We, have, we can never figure him out. One of the more embarrassing jobs I ever had in my life was that I worked at Godiva in, in college, Godiva the chocolate uh, store. <laughs> And in that time, we just ate, me and my coworkers, we ate so much delicious chocolate. We ate so much chocolate that I didn't even know this at the time, but I became such a chocolate snob. I remember the first time I ate like a Hershey's bar after working there for some time. I was like, oh my, I spit it out. I was like, I can't eat this. This is so gross. Like, really? Just go to Godiva and get something really good because I was just eating this stuff for free all the time. And, and one of the things I figured out there is that when I get something good, when, I, when I'm becoming a little bit uh, more uh, 
understanding the complexities of chocolate and how good this is. I dive into this chocolate a little bit more. I, I can taste different flavors and oh, the chocolate does this in my mouth at this point. And then later the, it, it gets a little bit bitter over at the end or something like that. And then you just eat a Hershey's bar that's mostly wax. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gross. This is not chocolate. And Jesus works the same way and that the more you get to know him, the more you realize you don't know him at all, that he's so much bigger than you. The more that you realize he's not just the Sunday school version of Jesus, but that he was a wild, crazy man. And he roamed the country of Israel and some other bordering countries for a couple of years. And he just changed everything. And how this man who lived uh, 30-something years, we don't know exactly, 34, 35 years, um, he, ch he changed everything from that point on. And so we can never assume we know all of Jesus and all of his story because we, could, we couldn't even grasp everything that we did. That Jesus is so much bigger. He's so much better. He's so much holier. Everything he did was perfect. Jesus is also like a spouse in that you've been together with your spouse for X amount of years and you're still, you will never learn everything there is to know about that person because we're all deep and complex and we're all changing and we like something today that 15 years ago we said we didn't like and you're like, oh, I thought, I thought you didn't say that. And he's like, oh, actually, I learned that 15 years ago. You, I, you, I could probably assume that you've changed since then. That I've been together with Anne, now married with Anne for eight years, together for 15 or 16 years, and we've changed a lot over the time, and I, I, I'm still learning more about Anne today than I ever imagined I would at this point. And Jesus is the same way, that he has so, he has so much depth into the life that he lived, that those short years were enough to change everything. So re reflect on that in that in 2020, you, we can never assume all the way what Jesus would have done here or how he would have changed things or how he would have upended things, put things on there upside down and, and would have just confounded us all and been like, okay, Jesus, you're still here. You're still working. So what are you doing? I'm not going to assume I know everything about you, but I'm going to seek you in every room that I go into. Every time I talk to someone, I'm going to see if you're there highlighting something for me. That in, in all of the chaos of the world that we have known this year, you're, you're doing something, you're working. You're not dead, you're not asleep. You're not like the gods of Baal with Elijah. You know, he's using the bathroom. No, you're here and you're active and you're doing things. And so reflection number two is this, that we were given enough of Jesus' story to believe. So we won't, this is something that I've come to appreciate so much if, if, if what Jesus did, if there's so much more to everything that he did, one of the commentators that I read this week said that every single thing that Jesus did was, everything he ever did was notable and worthy of our attention because he never stopped being perfect. He never stopped being less of the divine man that he was. And so every single thing he ever did would have been, would have been study worthy for us. And so part of the reason this is just practical as well is that everything couldn't be written because everything should have been written. But out of everything that he did, the Holy Spirit worked in the hearts of, of men, of people, telling them to remember this story, write down this story, 
Go get the testimony from that person to write it down. Go get the eyewitness account from them, them, them. Then write this in the story that these four Gospels here were enough of Jesus' life, that this is what the Holy Spirit wanted us to know. This is not just the, the cream of the crop, right? But this is exactly the story that the Holy Spirit wanted mankind to have, humanity to have. And so we, he collected all these stories and then he built upon it here in the other epistles. And so we were all given enough of Jesus' story to believe. Every single one of us, whether we believe or not, the most adamant atheist to the most gullible Christian, that these stories here, this collection of Jesus' life, is enough for all of us because we all have that hole inside that only Jesus fills. We were made with that hole and that appetite and desire that only Christ can fill. So whenever we talk to someone about Jesus' story or the scripture, it never returns void because it goes into that void inside of us and it does something. Whether we ever see it or not, it's doing something. And so church, we were given enough to believe for yourself, for your own salvation. We have been given enough to know how to be in communion with one another because God tells us to do that all the time. That life isn't just this, but he calls it to be this too. So we have enough to know how to do that. We have enough to know how to minister to people, to one another. We have enough to evangelize to non-believers and bring them into the family. We have enough with the Holy Spirit. We have enough. We have enough to make sense of the chaos in the world. We, ha we have enough. I could say that a million times today, and it wouldn't be less true the Holy Spirit has given us enough to live this life with Him inside of us, powering us just like He did with Christ. And we have enough. And reflection number three is this. Jesus' story is bigger than the whole world. Let me read this verse one more time. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would have been, that would be written. That if we did compile everything that Jesus did, it would be too much for all of us to handle. The volumes of books, maybe that's what they're talking about, or it, it could have been like, morally we couldn't receive all of this, and so the Holy Spirit pared down to, to make it more accessible to us. But the whole world can't contain the life that Jesus lived here. The life that is still going on in heaven as he still comes often here, moving around, bringing people to him, going to people in dreams and visions and doing the same work that we see him doing here in scripture, here in Acts with Paul. But Jesus is so much bigger than all of this. And of course he is because he spoke it all into being and so our, this man that we've come to confess as our Lord and Savior, never, let's never forget that we can't ever assume that we know everything about him or how to trick him. That we can affirm that we've been given enough to believe in him because he is so much bigger than all of this. He is so much bigger than you, than me, than the whole world put together. He is so much bigger than anything that we can ever imagine that whoever is the president of the United States isn't the most powerful person in the world, but that Christ is always the most powerful person in the world. 
And I love that we have this promise in scripture, this reminder, you know what, things are never going to overwhelm you too much. Things are never going to be too big or too desperate or chaotic for Jesus because he is so much bigger than all of this. He is so much better and stronger than all of this. And so let's, let's conclude this a little bit. Like I said, today is all about reflecting on this past year and putting this great, big, awesome, huge Jesus in front of everything and saying, Jesus, help me to filter and learn. Help me to, help me to resolve some things from this past year to move into 2021 a little bit healthier. So let's conclude some of this. Last week, we talked about Jesus' birth that he came low and dirty to tell everyone that all the low and dirty people, which, is, which were all of us, that he came for us and that there's nothing too desperate or too lost for him, that he can go anywhere to reach us back. And so here today we have to say that this baby who was born, he grew up, he was a kid, a kid turned into a teenager, a teenager turned into a young adult and then when he came to about 30, which is important because that means that, you've, that uh, you're a man now, you've reached maturity, you've paid off your debt to your parents, and that you can go and do whatever you want. And this, and this baby turned into a boy, turned into a man, started his ministry, lived the life that changed everything because he was the Messiah, the Christ, the messenger that Malachi talked about. And so this, this man here is so much bigger than everything. And so we can always throw everything that we have on top of him because it's never going to overwhelm him, be too big for him, be too complicated for him, that he'll always be so much greater than everything, able to bring order from all chaos. And so let's be reminded as we reflect on this year, throw everything you have on Christ, all of your burdens, anxieties, cares, worries, Throw it all on Christ because he will never be overwhelmed. He will never be like us, feeling desperate, chaotic, confused. No, throw it on him and he'll make sense of it all with you if you give him the time. Let's remind ourselves that we are on mission as well. We've talked about that for weeks now with the Christmas story. That this, this Christ came and he left this mission for us to partner with him. That we are on mission to bring what, this order, this love to the whole world to bring people into Jesus's family and that's what we've been charged to do and so in 2021 let us do that like we have never done before and so let's let's give God time from today until the new year to let God speak into our hearts give him what's unresolved from this year give him what is still hurting you or confusing you give him your burdens give him everything from this past year your lack of hope for the future, your lack of trust that God is in control. Give it all to him and speak to him about it practically, openly, and let him respond because he always does. And let us be reminded that this Christ that we love and serve is bigger than everything, bigger than the entire world because he spoke it all into being so of course he's bigger. Of course he's more stronger, more stronger. That's not a word, but it's okay. We get the picture. And so here are a few prompt questions for us to be able to reflect. And these are meant for the, our prompt time now, but take these into the, whole, into the week. Write them down. Maybe we'll put it on our social media so that we have it all out there. These are questions help, designed to help us think about this year and resolve something so that we don't go into 2021 on shaky ground.
So here's prompt question number one. What about this past year do you need to resolve before we begin a new one? I read this great book once, it's called The Wisdom of Stability, and, it, and one of the chapters was that wherever you're trying to run to, your demons are there waiting for you because you carry them inside. And I'm not talking about literal demons though, maybe. Um, we can talk and pray, uh, but what do you need to resolve this year before you carry it into the next year? Prompt question number two. How are you emotionally connecting with Jesus? If Jesus is this big creator, loving savior that we talk about, how are you emotionally connecting with him lately? Has 2020 affected that part of your relationship with the Lord? If so, we need to start connecting with Jesus on an emotional level again, because he is our friend and savior. He wants to hear everything that you are feeling. And so how are you connecting with him emotionally? Prompt question number three. What do you need to ask for in 2021? What, what do you know you're carrying that you want to resolve in this next year? What do we need the Lord to come and move and change us, to grow us in and to bring us into greater health for this coming year? And so Church City Life, we love you so much. Can't wait for us to be together. The light is coming. This COVID era is ending and a few months hopefully god willing but we'll continue to be a church no matter what happens no matter what obstacle comes before us city life is going to be a, a community that loves the lord and loves to be with our city and so we love you so much next week we're going to be having our whole church zoom call and we'll be taking communion together but then now join your mc calls 